It's the Going Off Podcast with Rap Critic and Motherfucking Muse. Muse, how you doing? The Going Off Podcast. Live from your grave. Hey, it's not an ordinary podcast, you know? Like, we gotta... Hey! <laughs> we gotta take our time to make sure we hit you. Make sure we're back in full effect. You know what I mean? That is true. And straight at the gate, I just want to let folks know that because of the two weeks we took off, uh, it only felt right to do Patreon requests or... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because... We don't want to keep y'all waiting, the, the, the paying customers mm-hmm. waiting, so we wanted to get back with two Patreon requests. And in that same spirit, oh, yes. I just wanted to let y'all know that uh, we have since uh, switched up the process, so if there is an album that you want to request for us to talk about on the show, head on over to Kofi, mm-hmm. that's ko-fi.com slash going off to request an album to be reviewed on the show. It's a $50 one-time donation or pledge or whatever way you want to look at it on that website. Yeah, I don't you know, know the verbiage. You, you don't have to choose between, you know, your two favorite podcast hosts that's on the true. internet, you know? <laughs> We're going to split it between ourselves. The, uh, that's why the price is a little higher than it was on my page, just because we want to have that even split. Yeah. But because we both got... end up getting less. <laughs> that's true. Uh, but we have already got one request uh, in the queue from it already. Oh, and can you guess what it is, folks? <laughs> uh... You know, sometimes we just fucking step in it, you know? <laughs> like, I can't even be mad at that. I we fucking like, asked for that. We just got done with it, and then I just look at, hey, did you do their other album? I was like, uh-uh-uh-uh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but well, uh, that one's gonna have to wait, because there's quite quite a queue. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's quite a few albums in the meantime, but uh, before we get into our first request... Uh, RC here brought to my attention, uh, for those of you who have been listening for a little while, we've, um, we talked about an intro skit sample to a song that, uh, actually appears on, uh, one of our requests we'll talk about here yep. in a little bit, uh, Less Than Jake's All My Friends Are Metalheads, and what exactly was that original, uh, sample from, for those who might not remember? So, it's from a song from 1967. If you uh, want to call it a song. Yeah, it's like a... A record. <laughs> it's a spoken word, sort of like... Like, he, you'd put this on par with, like... Didn't Martin Luther King's, like, uh, speech oh, yeah. he did? Like, it sold records, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like uh-huh. that. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's just this uh, radio... Conservative radio host in 1967. A message to his uh, teenage son by Victor L- Lundgren. He goes on about how, like... Uh, uh, now, keep in mind, this is during the Vietnam War, you know? So... Mm-hmm. This is the background of what's happening. And in it, the song, you know, it's about like a, it's a spoken word thing where he's talking to his son about how like, you know, hey, I don't, I don't get everything about what's going on with you kids these days, but you know, you kids are fine by me. You know, I'm not going to get down on you too much, kids. And, and the part that gets sampled in the Less Than Jake song is the part where you hear him say like, This is a fair request and I promise I will not judge any person only as a teenager. If you will constantly remind yourself that some of my generation judges people by their race, their belief, or the color of their skin, 
and that this is no more right than saying all teenagers are drunken dope addicts or glue sniffers. What happens is it goes like, you know, it's like, oh, you kids wear long hair, but I don't have a problem with that. You know, Jesus and Abraham Lincoln wore long hair, so that's fine by me. I guess that was a controversial point at the time. <laughs> In a way, it is like challenging the norms of that time. So I guess that could be considered open-minded of him. But oh boy, does he lose all those points when it gets to the end where he starts, and I want to quote just so I don't take the man out of context, you know. If you are not grateful to a country that gave your father the opportunity to work for his family, to give you the things that you have, and you don't feel the pride enough to fight for your right to continue in this manner, then I assume the blame for your failure to recognize the true value of your birthright. And I will remind you that your mother will love you no matter what you do because she's a woman. And I love yeah. you too, so <laughs> don't you just love that? <laughs> like, uh. But the way he says it, it's like it's so fucking noble. I would remind you that your mother will love you no matter what you do because she is a woman. And I love you too, son. But I also love our country and the principles for which we stand. And if you decide to burn your draft card, then burn your birth certificate at the same time. Because from that moment on, I have no son. And, mind you, this is happening while fucking glory, glory, hallelujah is playing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> but I've seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Meanwhile, yeah. he's saying, like, he's starting off the song saying, hey, Son, I know we're at odds, but I love, you know, having a goofy movie moment, you know, hey, son, you know, I, I, I see that you're a little different from me, but I respect the humanity. If you don't get your ass in gear and fucking die for that goddamn war, <laughs> you better get the fuck out of my house. It's like, oh, wow. Did you know that? There were response records to this song. So, you know, not everyone was just was just taking it with a grain of salt. You know, some people had something to say. And some of the responses were a little, um... Uh, uh, puzzling to say <laughs> did you get a chance to listen to him muse yeah um you had sent me three of them <laughs> ranging in tone a teenager's answer by keith gordon i want to i want to talk about the bad first because this one responds to it and you're thinking oh well the old the stuffy old man is talking about how he's you know he he doesn't want he wants the kids to uh, not burn their draft card and go into the war but the teenager's answer is going to give us the real scoop well the funny thing is the way this song starts it's like it's kind of a mealy mouthed half wants to be on his side half wants to kind of go like but come on dad maybe we should you know see the humanity of other people kind of <laughs> this is less the teenager's uh answer more of the bootlickers yeah, answer. This is the comp this is the, the, the centrist compromise guy. <laughs> you know what This that is means? the good people on both sides <laughs> answer. So it starts off he's saying like he says, Dad, I don't know where you got the idea that I'd burn the American flag. Oh oh <laughs> I wanna make it clear this one because he didn't want to do it fully uh you know just spoken word. It's a bit of to the beat for this one. You know so Oh so, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah so it's rhyming. He's like Dad I don't know where you got the idea that I'd burn the American flag. I'm not one of those kids who thinks it's just a red, white, and blue rag. (laughs) (laughs) I don't always agree with everything the leaders say or do, but a hip kid loves his country, too. (laughs) Oh, oh, I cringe so hard, dude. Stop. It's cool to love your country. (laughs) So cheesy. Basically, yeah, he's like apologizing for the hippie movement. Like, hey, you know, not Uh, everyone's on drugs. Just a couple of guys. Okay, dad. (laughs) You know, and even then, yeah, we love the country, too, don't we? It's like, dude, dude, shut shut up. (laughs) That's just the bad. 
And now we have the good. Every father's teenage son, uh, it's the name of the group, and they did a song called A Letter to Dad. And this one honestly kind of made me weep a little bit. <laughs> it's not the lack of pride for my country, but an abundance of respect for my fellow man, which demands that I must promise myself not to use violence no matter what. And earlier he talks about how like, you know, uh, you agree that, you dad agree that war is bad, but you know, in, in addition to that, like the way we disagree is that you think that war is necessary and I don't think it's necessary. This I think will go down in history as the one truth discovered by my generation. And if after the words of great men and on the basis of all the available knowledge of history and understanding the dangers of uh, hardened patriotism, I choose to burn my draft card, then dad, it will be you who will have to burn my birth certificate. And although you will stop calling me son, I'll never stop calling you dad. That's how that version ends. And I was just like, yo, like, it, like it's one of those where you just want to look back at the dad and like, how, how dare you? This, you don't deserve this son. <laughs> and then you have the ugly. <laughs> okay, look. This third one, going into this, we got the first letter from the first son, who just sounds like a fucking robot, if I could just go ahead and say that. <laughs> he's the uh, he's the patriotic son. He's the son off at war, you know, fighting the good fight. The one he's who did what he was home. told, yeah. <laughs> he's just writing in to say, hey, you know, here's how things are going. But you know, just being here... And seeing how close these people are to losing their freedom makes me that much more determined to help win this war. Because if we don't, the next battlefield may be a lot closer to home than Vietnam. Much close for now. All my love, your son, Bud. And then the second verse, which is written and performed by Steve Buscemi in the Hey Fellow Kids meme. Dad, we must have marched 20 blocks today, and baby, I'm beat. I mean, like the sign I was carrying got real heavy. The music goes from oh, this like war march yeah. to the fucking. Yeah, what are 60s kids doing? <laughs> I, I'm just picturing it's like a scene from the monkeys sitcom. You got people doing the monkey and the fuck people doing the mashed potato the fucking in the background. Shit. Oh, people are fucking getting down at this protest march, my dude. And he's just writing in saying, "Hey, man," and oh my god, this right. <laughs> Here, this right here is the audio version of a boomer millennial meme. Yes! Because it's, I was at the protest march and I was carrying my sign in. Boy, it got heavy after a while because, oh, I'm so weak. Even though I'm protesting this this war, I can't carry a, I can, I can't carry a gun, let alone a fucking sign during this parade because I'm so, I'm such, mm. I'm so fucking weak. And on top of that, oh. make sure dad keeps sending that $50 a week, <laughs> you dig? Oh! 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 oh no! We, uh, we he can't even stand on his own two feet. <laughs> oh, look at him! He's rude. He thinks out. he knows what's up. Yeah. <laughs> he thinks he knows what's what. He thinks he knows best, but he can't even afford his own lifestyle. What a fucking douche! Fuck this kid. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. Let me hear back. I want to hear more from the from the patriotic son. What's he gotta say? Oh, dear Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I know you must be awfully proud of your fine son. I wish I could be there to see you receive Bud's Medal of Honor. Oh, no. 
we don't get another verse from <laughs> yeah. the patriotic son. Instead, we get a verse from the even more robotic sounding sergeant writing in. I, I keep almost wanting to say calling in, writing <laughs> in to let his parents know that he died a hero mm. and his last thoughts were of them. And as that fucking like, <gasps> oh, oh. So you, the listener, are supposed to go, Boo! Fuck yeah. this kid! Uh, Boo! Who does this kid think he is? Yeah. You know, reserve your judgment because... <laughs> oh, he's learned his lesson. <laughs> hey, I, I haven't heard... I haven't heard you say much about Bud in a while. Somehow I just didn't have the nerve to come home. But I've done a lot of thinking since then about my turned-on friends and about what they said about communism. We were all wrong. And you know, I always just worship Bud. Now that I've thought it over, I know that he would never fight for something unless he believed in it with all of his heart. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) 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 Fuck off! Fuck off! So, so, and you know now, now you see the 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 fallacious the fallacious ways of, of, <laughs> of the hippies, and you see how oh. wrong they were. You see how wrong they were because someone's brother died in the war. You'd think the brother would be even more like, no, fuck this war. I had to lose a goddamn brother over something that's fucking bullshit to me. Like, no. <laughs> But the funny thing about the original is that the Victor Lunger song, this charted uh, number 10. Like, this got up there. The original Victor Lundgren uh, song of my teenage son. And uh, another thing I wanted to bring up, they all, all of these response records, because apparently there were a lot more, they all used the fucking, mine eyes are seeing the glory of the coming of... <laughs> so they all do that. But what I love about this one is, like you said, the little twist of, oh, but we're showing you the the the, the, the ne'er-do-well brother who's, who needs to get his act together and see it and be... It's just, oh. Now you know! The first album we're reviewing this week was requested by Royce... A. Murray, and they requested Street Skater, the original soundtrack from the PlayStation 1. Tony Hawk Underground, Tony Hawk American Wasteland, those were fucking the gods of uh, my college, no question. <laughs> a lot, a lot of people... <laughs> A lot of people who weren't into punk or ska, these video games were pretty much their introduction. You're so right, man. (laughs) The the intersection of, like, arts, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I remember I was at work, and a ska song came on, I forget what it was, and someone just goes, oh, is that Superman? And I was like, from Goldfinger? (laughs) Yeah, you know, from that Tony Hawk game. I was like, Oh, oh, you, well, no, I think that's Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, but again, that's like, cool, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't expect someone to be like, oh, Superman, like, like someone knows that? Well, huh. I think it's just this, like, shit sticks with you when you play a video game and have to hear a song over and over again, and I think people figured that out. <laughs> I'm sure Offspring and Bad Religion got a lot of fans from being in fucking crazy taxi. So what we got here is a collection of l- mid to late time appropriate uh punk <laughs> ska <appropriate>. punk. <laughs> it is it is very late 90s. Look, uh, I'm with it though. Oh man. <laughs> I don't think okay, uh, there was only one song on this whole album that 
could fucking go, in my opinion. Oh, oh, what is it? What is it? Tell me. Against by straight face. <laughs> yeah, the fuck. Oh wait, let me get to the, it. Let me. The, the one, <laughs> the one song on the record that actually tries to be more metal yes! than punk, and it's just got this dude who is, Lord bless him. <laughs> oh my god, the way his vocals are straining trying to yell. It sounds. It sounds so bad. All alone, <laughs> How no one could tell him, dude, this blows. Stop that. <laughs> oh my. Oh my god, when I heard this fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Got me like, oh my god. I to hit him with the I am. <laughs> oh. Oh man. Yo, when the- <laughs> All alone. Let me see! Because it was just like it's you know it sounded like like he was like didn't want to sing at full volume like it, like his grandparents were in the other room and they were singing. <laughs> he was like, "Are you getting rock too hard, guys?" <laughs> Look, this is a thing that I think people who are like content creators know more than anyone. The you're trying to record something, but you don't want to piss off <laughs> yes, your family in the next exactly room. That's exactly what the timbre sounded like. <laughs> The other song that I thought could go, but wasn't nearly as bad as uh, against, is uh, Rotten Eggs by Gas Huffer, yeah, I thought. That one was more just kind of immature, like, a, <sighs> especially after the song that you just heard, you know, like, so... Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, what's the song, um... So you get fucking Eye Against Eye, Ordinary Fight, one of the best songs of the fucking album. There seems to be it's up there, yeah. There seems to just be like a thing with like ska and just like hating Nazis. Like <laughs> lots of ska people make songs about how Nazis can go fuck off, and I love it. Well, you know, I think it's a thing where, and I've talked about this before on the show, where when you make a certain type of content and you like like on YouTube, and you notice. That your fan base is starting to get inundated with people of a uh, of a dangerous ideology, and you don't want them around. Yeah, you. It's irresponsible to not call them out and be like, "Hey, you're not welcome here." Yeah. So when a lot of skinheads were infiltrating the punk scene, mm. they were like, "Oh no, 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 no! You need to go." That context makes me really respect these songs a lot more, you know. So it's not just out of nowhere. It's specifically like. Saying, like, nah, we're willing to split, like, not take the money of Nazi skinheads, because fuck them. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we don't want you coming to our shows and creating a problem yeah. for everyone else, like, picking fights and whatever, so we're just putting a line in the sand right here and telling you you're not fucking welcome, so yeah, I appreciate that, too. Yeah, I love this fucking chorus, uh, he says, uh, uh, what do you say, uh, we have to do something, it doesn't feel alright, we have to use violence, but not of comic kind, these Nazis around us keep acting as if they're blind, it's not an ordinary fight, that shit rocks so fucking hard. <laughs> The problem I have, and it's not really a problem, it just kind of, I guess, took away from my from my enjoyment of Ordinary Fight, is that they kind of sound like, and I have written down, bad religion with sanded down edges. I don't know bad religion as well. If you listened to bad religion, the cadence, the style, the pacing, it's very, very... So it seems derivative? It, yeah, it's very derivative. Maybe Tomorrow, though, has more of its own unique... Um, identity, and for that, I enjoyed that a little bit more. They sounded less like a uh, 
Bad Religion cover act. The gang vocals on here, just like the harmonies yeah. on some of these tracks, especially with the Eye Against Eye songs. I really mm-hmm. like that shit. I'm glad they got two songs, but moreover, I'm really glad Less Than Jake got yes. two because oh, they are... Track one! <laughs> it sounds like, you know, beginner ska punk, but they are definitely <laughs> one of my favorites in the genre. Look, it's the sound of happiness and the best parts of the 90s, alright? Just... If you could explain ska to someone who's never been to earth before how would you do it i would say it's the most fun music you can listen to they already stopped listening and walked away (laughs) what did you think of the other band to have two tracks on the album h2o um let me see uh i remember i remember i thought that one kind of rocked but feeling like there was something wrong with it i said Really funny mainstream pop punk, but what's wrong with it? What I noticed, and it might be what you were picking up on, mm. was that the mixing was trash. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the instrumental is muddy compared to the much cleaner vocals. And it's a problem because the music is better than the vocals. So you'd kind <laughs> of rather hear that, yeah. but you can't hear it as good. Um, but I still thought they were okay songs um, overall. I didn't think that hurt them that much. I liked Thicker Than Water a little bit better. I loved than Thicker the Than Water. Track. Yeah, Thicker Than Water yeah. was one of the best ones. Uh, but like, yeah, with that song in particular, like, it's one of those songs like it makes you like it's about how you know blood is thicker than water. It's about family, and it's one of those songs that really encapsulates the mode in a way where you're just like, oh, go, go call a family member right goddamn now, and tell them I love them. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like we got each other's back, and we and we're fucking doing this. Like that camaraderie. In the song is just so like full, but again, because Scott just sounds so happy, you know, you, you just want to give a hug to someone anyway. <laughs> Something that you don't hear enough on the Scott Punk tracks are the fucking horns, but you hear them on Out All Night by the Pie Tasters. Yes. Still not one of my favorites on the album, but I thought it was alright. Mainly because the lyrics uh, weren't that great, but I thought the instrumental was the song saving that's, grace. That's exactly what I'm thinking. This song is in the same way, uh, I think of that in the same way as the the last song. Uh, the Honey Peeps is all... I like that song. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> all who were uh, formerly... Um, the uh, Descendants uh, with the song Honey Peeps, which is one of the very few songs on the album that tells a story of I'm, I'm a peeping Tom and I'm looking at this girl through a window. Uh, she catches me, but then she drops the charges and we start dating until until she falls for a guy that she found that that she was peeping on so it's like turnabout uh, it's like oh i can't be too mad at you because i was doing the same thing but it's fucking creepy uh, yeah this is like uh, what the <laughs> and you know you want to take it on that like at first you want to take it on the level of like well maybe it's one of those songs that just doesn't realize how creepy it is so they're not really going to go that deep into it and then they literally say lyrics like you dropped the charges and drove me home that's when i knew we were alone like Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> like, what, what's happening here? Why is the song still trying to sound all happy and shit? Like, this is, what the fuck? <laughs> Speaking of the immaturity, then we get back to, uh, like I said, Rotten Egg by Gashoffer. And, it, like, you know, it's fun enough, but, like, the subject matter is, like, it, it, it's, like, about, you know, two, like, 
12 year olds or something like that they're like oh meet me down at, at the dock or meet me down at the river and if you take too long you're a rotten egg rotten egg rotten egg and it just kind of feels like like uh, alright yeah you know like on one hand I want to be like <laughs> like on one hand I want to be like this is stupid subject matter but on the other hand I want to be like I mean not all songs have to be serious right it just, I think it just felt especially awkward coming after the really serious Nazi punks fuck, fuck off song you know it, it sounded like Ramones for kids that is exactly what I was thinking. That, yes. You know what? No more need be said. That perfectly summed it up. Because <laughs> it's like, it's got that, like, ah, cool edge to it, but it just, it just seems, yeah, kind of like slightly too immature. Yeah. Like, do you ever, did you ever play, um, I think it was Tony Hawk Underground, mm. where there was a song on there by a group called the Thunderlords? Mm-mm. No, I'm not you familiar with group? that one. And, and they had a song called I Like Dirt. And mm. I remember, like, you know, I'm playing the game one day, having a good time, and then, like, w- the song comes on, you know, you just hear, I just hear in the background, I like dirt, 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 I like dirt, dirt, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> fucking Ed from Ed, Ed, and Eddie making, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. fucking heavy metal. <laughs> and, you know, and, like, so, of course, after a while, you know, you hear it come out, and you're, like, just listening, and you're like, I like dirt, and dirt likes me, and I like earthworms, and, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I looked it up on YouTube, and it's like, it's heavy metal for kids, the Thunderlords, and you watch the video, and it's like a bunch of kids, like, at a construction site. The only other songs we haven't really addressed are the two songs by, uh, Plastinia Mosh? Yeah, I, I found out this was a, a Mexican rock band. Is it? Okay, see, the thing is, uh, it's hard to pick up on when the first track is basically an instrumental, uh, just with a little bit of distorted vocals thrown in, which I got big-time vibes of this sounds like a song that plays on a PlayStation 1-era title screen. Oh my god, that's exactly what I wrote. This has to be the theme song of the game, right? (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) I meant to actually go by and uh, watch... Uh, gameplay footage of the game to see if this was the theme song. It has to be, because this totally sounds like I'm flipping through the options. I'm flipping through the player select. I can hear the choose your character. Yes. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing really going on, you know. Uh, their other song, Monster Truck, actually does have uh, lyrics to it. Yeah, and this is the one where I was listening to it and going like, what country are these guys from? It, was like, it, it sounded like a Euro, you know, band, Euro trash sort of uh, band trying to, you know what it sounded? It sounded like Urban, Urban Dance Squad. I it started did. to get those little... Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. It, it's about, okay, so it's called Monster Truck, and it's just like, I'm a monster truck, and the whole time it's like, like, this sounds like something, like, this sounds like something Beavis and Butthead would be watching the music video for and making fun of, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm a monster truck, and I will come down and destroy you, and I'm like, uh, what? Because, you know, you listen to the song trying to think, is it like a metaphor? And it, no, wait, it sounds like he's just saying he's a monster truck, like... Is this for like a Transformers movie or something? Like what is <laughs> like what is the song? And uh, what does he says? Um, he says, "Uh, I can destroy all across my way. I can even destroy TV shows, and the part is yours." Oh, remember when he starts doing the little mini rap verse? And now I'm the master blaster, and I make disaster. I'm the chaos master, and I know you want more monster truck. <laughs> what? No, I'm what? A monster truck. I know you want more of this monster truck. Like, oh, okay. Is it? It has got to be about his dick, right? I'm just gonna assume this is about his dick. <laughs> a dick that can destroy TV shows, and the part is yours. Uh, RC, what 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 score did you give this album? 
So with as many of these uh, dope ass uh, uh, ska joints that were on here, and uh, you know, plenty of new ones that I enjoyed, but you know, one or two like songs that I thought were just a little weird, but n- like n- n- there was nothing that destroyed the album experience. So I, I actually give it a four out of five. I gave it a three. Um, some songs definitely delivered. Uh, other songs, I kind of got the vibe of. These were the songs that were cheap enough that we could afford. It was almost public domain type ska punk, you know. But going on to the a bit more modern, a bit more relevant, uh, John Bellion with uh, The Human Condition. Uh, Darren, this was one of your Patreon requests. Mm-hmm. Thank you to John Speciale for requesting this one. Uh, I, I want to turn it over to you. What, what what were your thoughts going into this as you were listening to the as you were letting the music wash over you? What 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 was what was going on in in, in the head of Muse? Well, when I started listening to uh, He Is the Same, it actually occurred to me that I had listened to this album about the time it had come out, and then I completely forgot about it. the The instrumentals on almost every single one of this track uh, steals the show. Uh, very epic, very grandiose. Um, Very Imagine Dragons sort yes. of the sound of uh, the 2010s, you know. There's a yeah. lot of millennial whooping going on, uh-huh. if you know what I'm trying to say. We, we got the same vibe, uh, 100%. <laughs> I didn't write down Imagine Dragons, but I'm not going to lie, they did cross my mind at least once or twice. The funny thing is, after listening to this album, I went to look up like, alright, you know, why does his music sound this... Uh, mainstream radio ready even though like you know he doesn't seem like that type of guy and then i look it up and i'm like oh he's he's a writer producer guy who works with lots of hip-hop and rock behind the scenes so he's probably partially responsible for making or or at least exploiting this uh very bland sound that we currently have in the mainstream not not to say that the music in and of itself like overall isn't good but it is very personality-less. You know what I mean? Beyond Imagine Dragons, I got much more of a 21 Pilots vibe. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a better one. I I, I say Imagine Dragons because uh, they're more polished and more radio-ready, which is what a lot of these songs sound like. The instrumentals are Imagine Dragons. The vocal delivery and the cadence is... 21 Pilots, so it's a weird, it's a yeah. mishmash of the two. But the thing about 21 Pilots is that he has, like, they have, like, personality, you know what I mean? Like, when I listen to a song about, you know, uh, 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 how uh, someone stole his radio and so he had to drive to work and, you know, listen to just the sound of his own thoughts and how he hates, you know, the sound of his thoughts, stuff like that. Like, that's a personality-driven song that I dug, you know what I mean? I listen to these songs and it's, have you heard... Ed Sheeran's latest project. I tried not to. Dude, that is this album. Yeah. That is this fucking John Bellion album where it's like, I'm singing sweet melodies so I sound like the, you know, the, the white uh, white guy douche with the guitar, but I'm also hardcore because I struggled. And it's like, the problem with that is juxtaposing those two together is it's like, I'm, the, you know, the, the jackass who has no problems and I'm just singing these nice little melodies, but I'm also, like, I also work really hard, but I'm so humble though. I'm the same guy I've always been. Oh, I still live at my dad's house because I'm so <laughs> I was specifically going to talk about track one. Just okay. the fact that it's like, the song is literally just like, oh, he is the same. He's the same person he's always been, you know? And it's like, uh, what was the, oh, oh yeah, the part that just made me kind of like roll my eyes, where it's like, all right, you know, he is the same. It's kind of a clunky thing to say anyway. You think mm-hmm. you want to say like, he's the same, but he is the same. Boop, boop, boop. That's the thing. 
about a lot of these songs is that the music on the track is so like epic and over the top and then it's such a mundane song about yeah it's just a guy who's an aspiring uh, he's an aspiring musician and he found success like I don't know if it merits all this pomp and circumstance exactly oh you say like same kid from the high school jump shot is still flame ooh a couple of million in the bank but I'm still the same nothing has changed he is the same and then at the end you hear the, 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 the girl singing like after the beats all over you hear her going like uh, he is the same uh, he has not improved or changed in <laughs> any way and it's just <laughs> i think they overall just want you to not be fooled by the rocks that, that john bellion got because his jump shot is still flame yeah mm-hmm. regardless of how many records he sells he can still fucking smoke in a game of horse so exactly yeah Oh, and then we get fucking track two. Ugh. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I know you want to talk about. I'm just gonna shine the spotlight on the uh, okay. okay on the better tracks that that I thought, and and then we can go into uh, the lower points. He is the same. Uh, got one of the higher ratings. Same with fashion and maybe. Oh my god! And we'll maybe get back to that. And maybe I don't know. Uh, those three. Uh, got the good. highest ratings for me. Yeah, I thought that was actually good because it did the whole thing of, like, it actually brought up an interesting concept. Like, hey, I am worried about all these things in my life. And then the chorus comes in to answer that in a way of, like, but maybe, you know what, maybe you're not supposed to know all these things. Maybe, you know, this is the journey of life that you're supposed to be on. And, you know, trust that and go with that. I was like, that was a really emotionally mature thing. I'm glad this song exists. It has a purpose. It is interesting. Maybe I Don't Know is the first and maybe only example on the album where the vocals match the epicness of the instrumental like it actually yeah. fits because he's he's fucking he's going for it in that one and they got the choir singing in the back it's like that one is a fucking solid piece i thought but then you follow it up with the worst song on the album woke the fuck up which sounded like a rejected maroon 5 song Dude, this album sounds like Maroon. It sounds like Adam Levine if he tried, if he legitimately tried to do the fucking uh, uh, Ed Sheeran move. You know what I mean? You got the good in me, which all I have written down is okay. Dot, you dot, can't dot. tell me that. You can't tell me that track doesn't sound like fucking uh, girls like you go out, girl like yeah, me, or, uh-huh. or whatever the fuck. Uh, I'm at a pitfall. You know that fucking. <laughs> and I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to call him derivative, but. A lot of it is 12 and 13, iRobot and Guillotine, again, sound like throwaway uh, Bruno Mars tracks, I thought. It's too epic for what he's talking about. You're, you're, that, that hits the nail on the head. Because a uh, perfect example is the guillotine song, where it's like, okay, the song's gone fucking guillotine. Like, that's something that, like you know, gangster rappers named their songs when they're talking about being lyrical, you know, MCs and shit. But he's like, if you have nightmares, we'll dance on the bed. I know that you love me, love me, even when I lose my head. Guillotine. It's like, uh, that's a little dark for the for the little fun, you know, rompy, ooh, aren't we having a good time song? I don't want to sing guillotine out loud. <laughs> I, I, just, you know? I just didn't like the feeling of the fucking hashtag guillotine yeah, like that didn't that fit too. i thought <laughs> <It didn't help. laughs> no and uh i like how <laughs> there's this sample that goes throughout the song guillotine of just a voice going yee <laughs> and oh yeah it, it reminded me of how much i wanted to yeet 
this song <laughs> in 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 the, in the trash bin, perhaps. You know, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the beautiful girl song by Sean Kingston. Like you'll have me suicide. Oh, yeah. like, uh, like, no one wants to hear that in the in the big fun poppy hook, dude. No one wants to <laughs> sing that out loud, dude. Yeah. They are begging you for an in denial remix because <laughs> another song that had a low rating. Uh, coincidentally enough, all time low. You know, yeah, and that was a song where I realized, like, oh, that's who that guy is. Oh, okay, so he's he's hitting you with the hip-hop and the, the you know, postmodern pop shit that he's doing. Okay, and then I kept listening to them. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I, I kind of dug it at first when I remember hearing it, like, just sort of, I remember people shitting on it just because, you know, it just uses low for the horse, you know. Low, 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 Guys, give it a chance. Yeah, listen to it, and then I listen to the verses. Like, yeah, all right, it's not, it's not that great here. It's actually kind of repetitive and kind of a little pandering. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the low. I'm not a fan of the. I, I liked at first the breaking beat with the like. It's just like a voice that goes like, oh, and it's like okay. Yeah, see, but then that got old because it just went yeah. for the whole song. It, he does the same thing on another song where it's like, oh, I did a I did a Billie Eilish type, you know, ooh, weird thing that you weren't expecting in a pop song. But then he repeats it in a way that takes away the impact of it. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, it was the woke the fuck up where it's uh. like, you know, uh, last night I woke the fuck up and you're the, you know, oh that really God. big over the top thing. But uh. it's just like, it, instead of feeling like, oh shit, that was crazy, it kind of felt like, where the fuck did that come from? I couldn't <laughs> fucking stand that dude. That's the, that's <laughs> hands down the worst uh, on the whole thing. But oh no, I disagree. Oh. I think fashion, fucking fashion, can Fashion's get the fuck the out of worst. here. Worst. Wow. Oh, listen, listen, listen. Oh, oh, but we all want, we all need fashion. I F- like the sound fashion? of that dude. Are you singing? Are you crooning a tune about? <laughs> The general idea of buying expensive clothes? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Okay, look. Message-wise... <laughs> message-wise, that song could get the fuck out of here. But I really liked, because I'm not a big fan of, um... Of his... It's weird. Like, I'm not a the big... The pomposity tracks? I'm not a big fan of his singing, but I'm also not a big fan of his rapping either. But I thought his singing <laughs> on fashion uh, sounded the no, best. you're right. You're uh, right. His vocals on that one sounded yeah. really good. Um, but for me, it's just like what he's saying. It's just so cut oh. it. Especially, especially since the song starts off, you know, the album starts off, he's the same. He Nothing is the same, yes. He is the perfect, great guy you met all the way back then that is totally into, you know, just caring about clothing and crooning tunes about how he just really likes buying expensive shit. Uh. He's the same. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, you're it, like, it's the humble brag. This song was the humble brag falling apart. Like, no, you're fucking not. You have totally changed because you have a lot of money now and it's caused you to be a douchebag who just likes clothes a lot. It's like, yes, like, d- it's the denial, like not fucking admitting it. That's just like annoys me. It's like, dude, quit acting like you're fucking here for the people. <laughs> All right, it's 
trying to be ironic, but it's not being ironic enough, right? It's only semi being ironic about the fact that, oh, don't these clothings and all these labels, don't they hold us down? When somebody plays this song, and if they like it, what are they singing about? We all love fashion! Completely non-ironically. It's just going like, yeah, and the fucking verse is, um, I hit, the, it starts off with, I hit him with the boots in July. Bitch, I don't need snow. I gotta go bigger. I gotta go bigger 5,000 on a coat because it's fly. No, I don't speak broke. Still, I gotta go bigger. Fucking go figure. And mm. it's just like, oh, 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 and he's like, oh, there's an aching. There's a hole in my chest. It's a mate. Oh, this was it right here. There's an aching. There's a hole in my chest. It's amazing that the crown of a king doesn't change me. Uh, it's amazing. Oh, Get the fuck out okay, of here! Okay. Get the fuck out of here! I, I, I concede. I, I, I gotta give it to you. That is really bad. It's like fucking shut up. Like that. Like this was the one of the points where I wanted to stop the album. I was like, all right. <laughs> you know, and so it's trying to do that fucking have it both ways. Try, he's trying to be Kanye so bad. Ooh, I'm all the hedonistic, all this sort of shit. But hmm, I, I think some sort of sort of way about it, don't I? Mm, aren't I deeper for having a different layer? But no, you don't. Not really. You know, it's funny because there's a song I specifically wanted to just go shut up. And that was iRobot. We were in a really good relationship, but then you broke my heart, and it's like you tore it out of my chest, and now I'm now I'm just like, I'm just a robot. And it's like, Ugh. okay. And then it's, th- that's it, though. Like It's such a songwriter writing a song. You know what I mean? It's just, like, like- man, I used to love this, but now all I need are, like, circuits and wires. And just <laughs> when it goes to the fucking, it's like, I'm a robot, and you hear the, like, the... Fuck off. I just <laughs> shut up, dude. Stop it. We didn't even dude. we didn't even talk about 80s film though. Ah, that was the song I wanted to talk about. No 80s film. Okay. Look. With this pandering, the most pandering shit I've ever heard in my fucking life. See, and here's the thing, right? (laughs) It's that it says, you know, hey, you know, just like an 80s film, you know, Mm -hmm. we're we're gonna we're gonna make out in the backseat of my best friend's car, which I, I don't. I don't remember I, what that happened in like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I think. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. There's one movie where that kind of happened. Uh huh. Yeah, it happened in Cameron's like car, a, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that's not like a staple of '80s movies. <laughs> like specifically, while your friend is driving in the front seat, like what? <laughs> and the thing is, like, it's trying, but I at no point from the lyrics, the the picture he was painting, to the beat, to anything at any point made me think of the 80s or remind me of it to where at the end of the song he specifically Ugh. has to name drop 80s movies and Cindy <laughs> yeah. Lauper to be have have you picked up on it yet guys <laughs> oh so we're just like we're in the breakfast club and you remind <laughs> me of that Cindy Lauper song dude he does this <laughs> shit and that annoys me so bad. He didn't where he, name a fucking song. No, he does that, and later he also says uh, on another track, he's like, uh, "I'm like, I'm like the prototype, like three stacks Boom. on that Boom. record, or like Boom. on that one album." <laughs> Stop it! Stop that! That is so fucking whack. 
Stop the on that one the, the oh, fucking Miley also, Cyrus. Oh, they put the they put the Jay Z song was on, and I'm not gonna specify which one. Dude, it's so fucking the, the way that uh, metaphor sprawled out though, because um, I was the prototype, ah. like three stacks on that CD. I'm ah. like Andre three thousand guys. Uh, <laughs> but but in the context of the song, no, I'm not saying I'm like Andre three thousand. No, no, no. no. In, in the context of this song. I was like the prototype for you, an example of the perfect candidate. Oh, so humble. (laughs) (laughs) You get what I'm trying to fucking say? It's just like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we haven't even. All right, look, I'm I'm scrolling through here, seeing if there's even. Okay. (laughs) When you got the ironically underwhelming, overwhelming? The beat of this song, and, and I'm so glad you brought this up. Like it is like these beats and these songs are so big and pompous, and like then you hear what he's actually saying. It was just like this isn't worth th- this bombastic shit. Because you know I actually don't hate this song that much, but it's just like with how big and having the chorus and all that shit, it just kind of sounds like I mean, is it that big of a deal? I don't know. <laughs> you know? Going into that, because this is a stretch of songs where I don't even... I have nothing to say about them. So I personally just want to skip all the way on down <laughs> to the hand of God, where... Oh! Okay, look. <laughs> if I may, look. The way it ends! Pompous doesn't <laughs> even begin to describe... <laughs> This song is cut into two parts, right? The first half. The first half. uh, The hand of God being responsible and all this and all this. And then it got this really obnoxious, atrocious post-chorus when it's like, Break it down! You know what I'm talking about? The break it down. And then it's just got this, like, voice that just kind of sounds like Elmo. And it's really annoying. <laughs> I can't remember that. <laughs> Listen back to that one, and it's like, ew, this is really bad. The verses are nothing special. Uh, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> but, but the end. Okay. Mm, mm, this mm. fake-ass fucking <laughs> Beatles head-ass fucking trying to make his white album head-ass. This <laughs> is... It's a rev- it's a it's the reverse of an overture. Mm-hmm. Where the overture, it's an introduction and it gives you a taste of uh, of elements that you're gonna pick up throughout the piece. Little bits of the chorus, little bits of the verses that you know, that you're yeah. gonna notice later on and go, oh yeah, I remember this was sampled in the overture. The end of Hand of God has this repeating chorus that has this choir chanting the verse uh, the chorus from hand of god interspliced mm. with parts of other songs from the album like yeah. the aforementioned ba ba da bum be da bum bum from i robot oh, the, oh but it starts just with like the yeah, you got to hear that like, in there yeah. <laughs> that's all your favorite first. moments am i right exactly <laughs> oh stop it <laughs> like, fucking stop Stop it! He's the same, remember? Yeah! He's the same? The one hit that got everyone, like, really talking about this album and hoped that they wouldn't listen too deep, because then they'd hear shit like this, my dude. Stop it! They were trying to go for the epic. This is, this is all, this is where it was all headed. It all came together. (laughs) And it just sounds like a cluttered mess. And it's just, 
obnoxious and pompous and annoying, and it can all just go away. <laughs> I'm gonna say a gracious two and a half. Yeah, two two out of five. Yeah, <laughs> for me. Yeah, because mm. no sir. <laughs> no. With all that said, if there is an album that you would like to hear us talk about, head on over to Kofi, that's ko-fi.com slash going off and request an album to be reviewed on the show. Follow us on Twitter. Mm -hmm. uh, follow us on our YouTube channels. We post uh, content on a regular basis there uh, so you can keep tabs on what we're, go what we're doing, what's going on. Follow us on Follow us on Patreon, as well as uh, Kofi, if that's more your bag. The option is yours. If this is your first time listening, I can't stress this enough, please make sure you are following us on Spotify so you can hear every single old episode in one place so you can catch up if you need to. If there's episodes you want to, you want to flip back. Yeah, you and get see the what deep lore of the Godoff uh, Extended Universe. <laughs> there's quite the back catalog. In addition, RC is uh, holding things down on Station Head. Mm -hmm. And uh, that about wraps it up uh, for this week's episode of the Going Off Podcast. Thank you so, 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 so much for listening. We love you. Until next time for the Going Off Podcast, I'm Muse. And I'm Ram Critic. And no matter what you do, your mother will love you because uh, she's a woman. And I love you too, son. But I also love this country. And if you, if I catch you listening to that stupid ass fucking podcast, those two assholes are yelling about shitty music, burn your goddamn birth certificate because I am no fucking son. <laughs> Oh, that's 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 beautiful. That's artistic. <laughs>